Okay, guys, we gotta put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? <sighs> we must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, no picking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, or whenever you're hearing this. Uh, my name is Willie Lawson, and this is Fight Back 2020 here on YouTube. I trust that you are well during this time. It is Sunday evening, and um, I wanted to give a little update as to what's going on. Uh, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you and you know, give you an update as what as to what's going on, as well as to talk to you. Um, as these super fantastic, awesome people that you are uh, about what's going on. Um, I thought I'd start uh, tonight's broadcast with some, with the numbers. Right now, worldwide, uh, according to worldometers.info. Now, I know that a lot of people will look at worldometers and go, they're not very accurate. However, um, as I look at other numbers, none of the numbers from from any of the sources that you'll find will sync up, um, not in, from the World Health Organization, not from the CDC. Uh, so this is as good, this is as close and as good as any. Um, right now, uh, worldwide, there are 336,838 cases of coronavirus. Um, there, are, there have been, unfortunately, 14,616 deaths um, so when we have 14,600, oops, uh, 14,616 deaths out of 336,838 cases, um, the death rate, unfortunately, right now is ticking up. Uh, it was four, it was 4% or 4.1% a couple of days ago. And right now we're at 4.33%. Is ticking up worldwide. Um, for here in the states, let's see uh, if I can get my computer to work. Uh, I'm, I'm always asking my my poor little computer and my internet to do stuff that it's not supposed to do. Um, here in the states, as far as cases go, uh, the United States was fifth or sixth in cases a couple of days ago, and uh, right now the United States is third in cases. Now that is a a function of testing. Um, that's one of the things, I'm getting ahead of myself, that's one of the things that we should have expected. The more people you test, the more likely you are to find it. Now, the thing when, when you do that is there's a couple things that you have to be aware of um, as we're doing this. Now, I'm not a doctor or or, 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 or a infectious infectious I'm disease expert. I'm just a guy who's been around for a long time and sort of understands how some of this stuff works and what we can look forward to uh, without freaking out because the world has had these sort of things before. Um, oh, we've got a, we've got a news break. Um, Canada is not going to send any athletes to the 2020 Olympics. Um, the 2020 Olympics, uh, they, they've given themselves 48 hours to decide if that, I mean, four weeks to decide if that's going to go on. 
Now, back to the numbers. Um, in the states, we've got, um, unfortunately, we've had 419 people succumb to the coronavirus or by some, either they had some underlying disease or they were elderly or whatever. So they're, they're contributing 100, excuse me, 419 deaths to coronavirus-related incidents out of our case number, which has increased, 33,546. That gives us a death rate of 1.2%. Now, 1.2%. Now, the regular flu, its death rate is like 0.7% or something like that. Y'all can check the math. Y'all will Google it. You will. And then and some of you who love disagreeing will find out that I'm not exactly right. Okay. Uh, I'm not exactly right, but I think I'm, I think I'm close. Uh, so it is higher at this point. And I believe that that's just a function of, we just don't know how many people have the virus because here's the other thing right now today. And this change, and this changed again, a function of testing. This changed from yesterday. Yesterday, um, the number of people who, who are of active cases, now we found more cases, obviously, of active cases, 99.5% of people had a mild condition or no symptoms. Today, this was yesterday, today, 98 people, 98% of people uh, or 32,154 um, people have a mild condition, while 2% of people have a more serious or critical condition. Okay, um, so that will change, but that's just a function of testing. The more people who get tested, the more that's going, the more these numbers are going to change. Um, so that's kind of what to expect. So don't get freaked out do not get freaked out when the numbers of cases increase because they're going to as you test more people. We could get the numbers to increase in almost anything if you decided you were going to test at all 330 Americans. If you tested at 330 million Americans for hypertension, hypertension numbers would increase. It doesn't mean that hypertension is worse than it already, already is as someone who suffers from hypertension. Um, if you were to screen everybody for heart disease, you're going to find more heart disease. If you were to screen everybody for diabetes or being pre-diabetic, that number would increase too. It doesn't mean that it's getting worse. It just means what it is. This is why we have to not think that testing everybody is the answer. Because, as again, as we test, the, num the number of cases will increase. Okay? That's just a function of testing. That's going to happen. Uh, what I think we need to look to is the death rate. As we get more cases, which is the denominator to this arithmetic problem, uh, arithmetic problem um, what we're going to find out that the percentage of, it, of its lethality, of its deadliness, will decrease. That's what you need to look to. Um, and Corona has been called like a flu thing, but technically from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, cause you're going to No, I have no way to stop you. Um, 
a corona is more like a cold, which is what the symptoms are more like a cold than the typical flu. But however, we're just using the flu because the flu is fairly virulent. It's out there and the flu is killing people. Uh, colds, only untreated, will turn into pneumonia. And as a person who's had pneumonia twice unto death in the past 12 years, I understand how dangerous pneumonia is too. Um, it nearly off me two times. So I get it, really. You don't, you don't have to tell me how dangerous that is because I've, I've lived it and lived through it. Um, so in any case, I wanted to get these numbers out early to you, early in this, early in this video, because that's where we are now. It is 9.47 p.m. Eastern, Eastern um, Daylight Time, I guess, uh, on March 22nd, 2020. Um, so that's the so that's the timestamp for this. We'll see how well this ages, right? Um, so that's kind of what to look to. That's what you're that's what you're going to be looking at. So as again, as the number of cases in, increase, that's just a function of testing, and that number will increase, and at some point it will decrease. Now, will that be a function of not testing, or will that be a function of um, social distancing, restaurants being closed, people not gathering in large groups, people working from home, a lot of folks working from home, um, which keeps um, them from keeps them from being infected. Yeah, and it also keeps them if they actually have the virus and aren't showing symptoms, it keeps them from infecting other people. Uh, so, uh, so we will see. The thing is that we will see. We will see and probably see sooner than later. Um, watch these numbers. It's, it's, it's very easy as you can watch them for yourself. Number, uh, number of deaths over number of cases. You put that in your calculator. You will get a, um, you'll get a decimal and um, move the decimal point to the right two places and you'll get your percent. That, that, that arithmetic I'm sure of. Uh, now, why I called you here this evening is that what we have to do, we cannot panic. The way that we get past this, and folks, we will get past this. We got past, the world got past polio. Although there are people who are still suffering with polio. I understand. The world got past HIV. There are people living with HIV. All these pandemics, all these things that have happened worldwide, these plagues, we have gotten past. All of them, to this point. All of them. So it isn't like I'm saying, please hear me. Please don't hear what I'm not saying that we, we're not careful, that we're not diligent, that we're not prudent, because we need to be all those things. But we can't be fearful, and we cannot panic. Being fearful and being panicked is not being prudent. It doesn't make the situation any better. It doesn't even make your situation any better. It doesn't help the situation when you do a couple of things. 
when you go up and you go out there and you buy every damn toilet paper roll in the store. Now, I personally ask why toilet paper, and maybe somebody in the comments will be able to tell me why toilet paper. But I'm of the mind, like some experts have said, that the toilet paper is just a function of the scarcity, of the, the psychology of scarcity. That people started buying it, and now people don't see it in the stores, and they're freaking out because they don't see toilet paper. So when they see it, they need, they need to get it. And that sort of gives them a feeling of control over what's going on. Um, when you look at it calmly, it's silly, isn't it? How do, I, how do I think it's silly? Well, because folks, look it up, because y'all will. Toilet paper, most of the toilet paper that we use in America is made here in America. You know what? Nothing's more American made than the stuff we wipe our butts with. We don't, we don't import much toilet paper and the toilet paper that we do import is from Mexico. And the borders are still open for that sort of trade. So as they, they're making toilet paper in Mexico, we're still getting it. They're, we're still manufacturing toilet paper here in America. Made in America, booty paper. <laughs> uh, if we were wondering what kind of manufacturing jobs were gonna survive, now you know. So there isn't any shortage of toilet paper. There isn't. Um, so let's help our friends, help our neighbors by passing on that bit of information. There's going to be enough toilet paper and there's, not, and there's going to be enough um, paper towels and paper products. There's going to be plenty. So if we can, first of all, my thought is if we can stop that or slow that down, then that will put people more at ease. So that psychology of scarcity can be abated to some level. Um, everybody's at home now. A lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people are at home now. Um, so I understand if you've got kids, if you've got three, four kids stocking up for the constant eating that happens when everybody's stuck at home. Now, we see that here um, in Florida during hurricane season. So that stocking up is a little different than a regular day um, where maybe kids are at school or whatever. That stocking up is a little different. Uh, it isn't just the kids, it's, it's the adults too because I felt like a shark, you know, in constant search of food. Last night, uh, we... <laughs> My wife does uh, meal prep. She's actually out there doing meal prep now. I just want to go and I just want to go and eat. Uh, but I have, but I ate lunch, so I'm just going to wait for a little bit. Um, I just fit. We had just finished dinner. We just finished dinner. Wait, 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 wait. Just finished dinner. Fifteen minutes later, I was like, "Hmm, I'm at the refrigerator. Got it open." Yesterday, when I went to the store bought a couple of frozen pizzas, freshettas, no advertising here. I'm um, just mentioning it because put one of them bad boys in the oven <laughs> 20 minutes later and ate that thing. It was actually delicious. The crust is delicious. Uh, the toppings, you know, the cheese plentiful, the pepperoni not so plentiful, but delicious. 
absolutely you scrumptious ate that bad boy up again so i've got to fight the growing thing <laughs> i'm gonna be growing um if this lasts much longer but in any case so so you have to stock up a little differently than you do under normal circumstances and i understand that but please be super conscious of not falling into that psychology of scarcity. There aren't any food shortages in the United States right now. There are not any food shortages. Now, I know that you're getting IMs from people that are apocalyptic in nature, and some of them may be even coming from your own church or your own church people that are apocalyptic, messages that are being preached that are apocalyptic, please be able to take those messages and put them in context to what's really going on. Um, I think that's super important too. But that's, so important, that's super important in controlling your fear and controlling your panic. You must not panic. I can't tell you that we should live life like it's every day because it, you can't right now. You can't. Um, part of our morning, part of our Sunday morning routine. Oh, Sunday morning. Did, did we go to church? We went to church. Now, for us, our church is a a, a fairly small uh, congregation. Um, less than less than forty people. So what we did, Pastor was very very smart about this. We we meet in uh, a hotel, uh, um, a, a hotel room, a hotel, you know, conference area, and we met with and there was 10 at a time no more than 10 people in the room at a time and we very actually very easily spaced ourselves apart um so we had three services a day we divided up and um we're going to divide and conquer this thing by prayer so we divided up and spread out and we had services so we met now we may not be able to do that long term and we understand that uh, we're going to be respectful to the laws of the uh, uh, the laws of the nation, and we're going to be respectful of the other people who are our you know lawmakers and people in charge of our our local stuff as much as we can, unless they go straight up, straight up against the Bible, then we're going to have a problem. Um, but right now, right now, we're fine. It was great seeing everybody. It was great meeting today. Excuse me great resolve and it's given me great great and it's it's reinstill the hope it's reinstill the hope because that's the next thing we have to maintain hope now how do you do that you need you need a couple of things you need context and details context where is this in comparison to other stuff have we seen this before? What are we looking at? Are we looking at an overreaction? To some degree, we always have an overreaction. Some people are, are going to overreact to everything. But we can't let that drive us. We can't let how we're feeling become who we are. Write that down. That's so good. 
we we must not we must not allow how we're feeling at the time to become who we are i i wrote a facebook post this evening that says that that's you know if, you, if you're home this week uh you may need to disconnect from media for a while you might you can go out in your go out in your yard you know plant some flowers uh do something i'm not saying i'm not saying go to the beach don't go downtown, hang on big crowds. But I'm saying doing that. But you can go out in your own yard. There's social distancing in your front yard. Just don't have a party, okay? Be smart. Don't be dumb. And um, disconnect from media because you don't, don't think that you have to be on top of every single update and every single news conference. You don't. You don't. Because most of the news conferences and, and most of the news, most of the updates are repeats of the same thing that they were saying an hour ago. And if you continue to hear it and 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 you continue to hear it, it'll seem like it's more, but it's just the same. So you may need, may need to disconnect from media, which is probably a good thing for all of us to do all the time anyway, right? Um, because that, that will start chopping away at your hope. Maintain hope. We've gotten through, we've gotten through things before. Think about, I mean, if you're my age, I'm 59. Think about what it was like in World War I. Think about what it was like in Pearl Harbor. Think about what it, was, what, what it must have been like during World War II. The entire world was at war. War. Think about it, what, what it must have been like in the 40s and the 50s when parents hated summertime because they were wondering if their kid would get polio. Think about um, people being put in iron lungs so they could breathe. How frightening it must have been. So I understand you being frightened, but you must not lose hope. And you cannot panic. One more time, if I've, if I've not said this before, before I go on to the next thing, those of you who are sending IMs through Facebook of of an apocalyptic nature, y'all need to stop that crap tonight. Now, you're not helping. You know what? You're not slipping information to your friends and family that the media is not telling them. And all you're doing is spreading fear and causing panic unnecessarily. Stop it. I was watching a YouTuber that we watch all the time spreading um, the whole, the president is going to invoke the Stafford Act this weekend. Well, we're about to run out of weekend here. When that particular hoax had already been debunked. Now, my thought was because of the seriousness of it, because their platform is a lot bigger than this one for sure, um, that they probably should have researched that before they told a whole bunch of people. They've got more than a million subscribers. Um, 
and they're doing very well. And we'll continue to watch them, obviously. Uh, they're doing very well. But I believe that they were a little irresponsible in, in mentioning that and treating it like it was true without doing some research on it. And it didn't take long. It didn't take long to debunk it. It took about, it took, it was faster to, to debunk it than it was than to, to read the whole um, I am in Texas been sitting out there. So I think they were a little irresponsible doing that. Um, so when you're do so if you think that's a good idea to do because you're helping people, you think you're helping people, you're not. Don't do it. Stop it. Stop it. If you're going to I am somebody, I am somebody. If you're going to I am all your friends, first of all, stop doing that because that's freaking annoying. Um, but if you're going to, give them something to smile about. Give them something to laugh about. Because here's what, here's what we do now. Um, and you don't have to be a medical doctor to know this. Um, the Bible says that um, laughter, um, a merry heart is good for the bones. Good for the soul. A merry heart. Laughter and that sort of gotten, that got sort of turned into uh, laughter is the best medicine. As you're stuck home watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever, um, steer away from the contagion videos. Steer away from the high, scary dramas. Steer towards comedy. Why? Because laughing is good for you. Laughing reduces stress. Um, and I know I just touched my nose. So I guess I won't touch you with my finger. Um, I did. Um, we watched, watched Harlem Nights last night. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a while. That movie is funny as heck. Um, you know the best line of the movie, right? Della Reese gets up like the, like the creature from the Black Lagoon behind Eddie Murphy. So you want to hit people with garbage cans. <laughs> I love that scene. Uh, but in any case, and then later on when um, Richard Pryor asked, asked Eddie Murphy, did you apologize for shooting behind the toe? <laughs> and a pinky toe? Anyway, but if you haven't seen the movie Harlem Nights, it's on, it's on Netflix. Watch it. It's a funny movie. Uh, there's a lot of cursing in that movie. Uh, there's an awful lot of cursing, but it's a really good movie. Uh, and um, it'll make you laugh. And laughing is good for you. Laughing reduces stress. Um, sleep. Go to sleep. I have a, a Fitbit that my wife bought me for um, for Christmas. And I I wear it. Stop it. I wear it. It isn't just sitting here in my office. I wear it. I have it on all the time uh, because I, because I don't know, and I don't wear watches. And it's and for me, it's primarily a watch. Uh, I don't wear watches. Uh, I I've never worn a watch. We've been married since nineteen. When, when, when we get married, we got married in oh my god, nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Um, and my wife had never really seen me wearing a watch. 
because I don't wear watches. Because they, because you know what I used to, I used to take them off and put it down somewhere and walk away from it. So I don't wear watches, but she bought me this Fitbit for Christmas. And I like it. And I wear it. I knew what I was getting for Christmas because she bought it from Walmart. And, and when I went to the Walmart pickup, I saw it in the bag. <laughs> I was like, oh, I made a Christmas. But I use it because it, it monitors your sleep. Uh, how long you sleep and the quality of your sleep. So <laughs> go to bed. Try to maintain some sort of schedule. Uh like I've only got a, another hour, maybe an hour and a half that, I, that I'm going to be awake and then I'm going to go to bed and get good sleep because good sleep will keep you healthier. Good sleep, I know my nose, good sleep will make you less, getting good sleep and enough of it will make you less stressed. And if you're not stressed, your immune system doesn't take as big a hit. These are real practical ways to maintain hope and give you something to look forward to and laugh a little. Laugh a little. <laughs> laugh a lot if you can. If you're around your family, laugh a lot. As much as you can. It's good for you. <laughs> here's, here's our reality. If you're okay now, now we're all looking at our, you know, our, our health, obviously, and we're all looking at our financial situations. Um, but our reality is this. If you're okay now, tonight, March 22nd, 2020, at 10.08 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, you're probably going to be okay. If you're okay now, you're probably going to be okay. You're probably going to be just fine. Know that. If you're not in one of those groups, old people, underlying health problems, you're probably going to be okay. Hold on to that. Don't let anybody take your hope away. Don't, any, don't let anyone over the next week take your optimism away. Don't let anybody take your positivity away. And I'll see you next Sunday. Probably still be here. Wear my Buccaneer shirt. Still wear my Buccaneer shirt. Not happy about Tom Brady, but still wear my Buccaneer shirt. Any case, till we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody. And for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. If you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery, you probably also love when your dog nails a new trick. That's an everyday win, baby. Come on, Ranger. Roll over. <laughs> Hun, did you see? He did it. Ranger rolled over. Oh, yeah. And now he's peeing on the rug. The rollover, though. Still an everyday win. Like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Everyday wins. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Everyday wins.
For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. 